Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I have generally spent five minutes looking for the Zoom icon on my phone. I, I literally went through everything at least twice and then saw it there. And do you know how you know it's a Zoom icon? It says Zoom on it. Yeah. I don't know what I was looking for, but it weren't there. And it generally, that's how tired I am right now. And I, I cleared out loads of apps last week as well, so I had less apps on my phone. It was right next to Mario Kart, which uh, I'm doing amazingly at, at the moment. Thanks for asking. Let's go! Let's go! How are you? Whose idea was this? Uh, I believe it was mine to get more into the working day to be more positive for this year, but fuck that. Sorry, the listeners Man. don't know. It's really early. Well, not that early, but quite early to be doing a podcast. But, but we say this, if we're at work or anything now, the day would have started by now. It's just weird yeah. when it's in a podcast setting, isn't it? When you just sit in there with a hot chocolate, just having a bit of banter. But this feels like a proper job. I've sat at the table and everything. Yeah, but like in Edinburgh, when they say, come and do a kid's show at, at nine o'clock in the morning, it's like, oh. No, have you no, ever no. done a kid's show no. at Edinburgh? No. Oh, man. I reckon like, you'd be good. I'd like to. I think once I'm up, I'm up. I'm like, wee! But it's get, wee. getting up. They do say that about you. They do say once Brian he's up, he's up, ready to go. So, what are we doing <laughs> yes. today? What are we doing today? Well, it is that kind of one of those shows what, that people release before they've actually recorded any new content. This is... So I just got up to close the door. Uh, this is the, the Small Screen 19 Podcast Awards, where we will be giving people awards, shows awards, people's awards. This is the new prestigious moment of the year. Hashtag 2023 small screen awards. It's exciting, isn't it? You excited, Bunch? I think it's more of an excuse that you don't have to watch any programmes this week. And, and do you know what? I, I was thinking <laughs> that. I, was like, I really wanted to get into it. The problem is, it's always exciting when you get the list of programmes. There's a general excitement of going, oh, this should be great. We're going to watch this, this and this. And then you watch it back and realise all, all of your childhood was a big lie. And, and on the new series, which is small screen noughties, uh, I think I'm allowed to say that, uh, it's, it's all your teenage stuff. It's a big lie. <laughs> Well, the, the first one I chose. I became a man. The first one I've chosen is Big Brother. I don't know where we're going to find it to watch it. I don't think there's full episodes on YouTube of Big Brother. Yeah, but do you remember when Big Brother first came out? It weren't 
just full episodes. It was 24-7 on E4. I mean, like, I'm with you, but I'm not watching two weeks of 24-hour Big Brother coverage for no one. Did you used to sometimes know, watch we... it, the celebrity ones, see if you'd get any stuff, but they used to just keep using Birdsong every time that they Why are we doing this Bird... now? This is next I don't week. know. I... I mean, this is this is this is a glimpse of the excitement you can get out of next week if if you tune in, or if you, this is the first time listening and go, "What the hell is this? What are they? Li- <laughs> what what have I tuned into?" I love the way I said "tuned into." You would have to a click to subscribe to it to get it. You're in deep, and we love you. So it's it's award time. Have we got any award music? Yeah, there it is. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> that was my, that music might be really, really good or very, very awful. Do, do you know what, uh, listener? You, you missed out on Chris conducting that music like he knew exactly what was coming in at that point right there. Yeah, I knew exactly what was like coming in. Like he's been up all night writing that music. Right. Well, we've had a long discussion about the small screen naughties, what scoring system we're going to give it, and we still don't know. I reckon score it out of 2000. You can't give it 2000, then. <laughs> That's a bit big, isn't it? One, no, show could get, one show could get one, one point, and the other one could get 2,000. Yeah. I think it's a better scoring system. Oh, all right, let's, all right, we'll do it like Give that. it a go. Give it a go for the first episode, and we'll see how it works. We'll just see it as scoring it out of 20, but with 2,000. Why would we just do 20? No, because it's not, it's not the year 20, is it? It's the year 2,000. Yeah, but it's the, the year... Oh. It's the year of the Millennium Bug. That's what it is. Remember that? Creeping yeah, up inside during your sleep. 20, if 20... Oh, you should call it as 20 zero, did we? That's... No. <laughs> I did. But, but it's just weird if we go with 20, because then it looks like everything's low score. Well, wouldn't you love it? If something you made either got a review out of 20, or you got a review out of 2,000. Wouldn't that be great if you looked in the newspaper and so, thought, oh, my show's done really well. I've got 1,809. All right, all right. I, so I think it's scenario, a game changer. Scenario, I don't know. Pets win prizes. If it was still yeah. on in the 2000s, how much would it get out of 2000? Uh, 1998. It's not going to work, is it? It is going to work. I mean, it's going to be hard for the agreeing on stuff. Look, just give it a go. Like, like, the thing is, scoring systems have a work rate out of five is your standard, right? Now, this is taking it not just to the next level. We're in the stratosphere with this bad boy. If everything's... I'm going to review everything out of 2000 now. Well, like I said on the Facebook group, which is doing quite well. There's quite a lot of people watching. And someone said, this is a really good group, even though all I yeah. do is post up podcasts. Um, no one watches <laughs> for the scores. So, listens. Listens for the scores. Oh, God, I can still never get it right. Have you got Have you got a TV show you're not telling me about? <laughs> that you don't want me about? to Dave. Telling it to Dave. Mel Gedroy is going to host it. 
Are we not are not are we not involved in this project? No, it's it's like Taskmaster. It's like yeah, it's your idea, Alex Horn, but we're going to get Greg Davis to actually host it. Mate, I'm up for that any day of the week. If anyone wants to buy this, give us an offer out of two thousand. We are the new Dara Breen's go eight bit. Yeah, we we, we are. We like the, like the lads. <laughs> we like the lads that invented that, that we have on the panel, but we're gonna have Dara host it. I think that's what. Yeah. I mean. I- I mean, it's like, there's your chips and your dip, but you need some meat. Oh, man. Where were we with this? You, you were telling me a reason for the scoring system. Yeah, it's not going to work. Anyway, so let's do some awards. It is that time of year again for the small screen 90s. Awards. I'll just call it the small screens. The small screens. This is what everyone's going to want, one of these bad boys. And what we're going to do is contact everyone personally to inform them they've won the award, if they like it or not. Chris? Do you want to go first or shall I? I think you should go first because I think I've completely missed the point and I've given most of the awards to one of either me or you. So, oh, I've given one award to you, but I've given some award. Did you know what? Do you know what? That's the joy of an award ceremony. It doesn't need to be planned. The first award, which is the David Jason Award for Greatest 90s Show of 2022, goes to Petwin Prizes. Whee! Now, this truly was the greatest thing I think we ever watched. It made no sense. It was quirky. It was weird. And I loved every single minute of it. Plus, it had Danny Baker and Terry Nutkins. What more do you want? I think we should go to one of his live shows that he's doing and shake his hand and say, you want our podcast. <laughs> Matt, Matt, he's in Herne Bay. Go, go and find him. Go and shake Sh- his hand and say, here's the <laughs> Shake Danny Baker's hand. Wouldn't it be great? I don't think he'd even remember doing it. Like, I'll talk to no, I remember, I'll message remember him doing today. Prizes. Message Danny Baker. It's that you need to do list. It's on my to-do list. Uh, I reckon, yeah, he deserved the award. He, he did all the running on that show. He put all the effort in. No, he wasn't a runner, but all the legwork that man put in on Patchwin Prizes. It deserves the award. But all the legworking, and then Dale Winton came along and took all the glory, and everyone remembers uh, him hosting it and not and not Danny. Yeah, but he got Hole in the Wall took off him in the end. So win, win, win. When are we going to do Hole in the Wall? Because I think this is going to win the naughty. <laughs> I was drunk for quite a lot of the noughties anyway. So, like, I think I vaguely remember watching Hole in the Wall quite. And I don't think I realised it was the real show until weeks later when someone was like, have you seen this going on? Yeah. You used to get drunk very early, didn't you? Because I think it was Yeah, like I realised what I said PM. then as well. I, I didn't get drunk that early, to be honest. I didn't get that. I had no friends in the noughties while I watched TV. But on a nice, upbeat moment, I did. Don't, don't send in letters. But, yeah, no, I reckon we should definitely do it Oh, keep it back for a while. Got my vast. What did I say? A hole in the wall. Oh, oh yes. Sorry. Uh, and and then I tried to do a sad. <laughs> uh, well, no, I reckon he needs to know. It's going to be a bit weird when he gets an award saying greatest show of the 90s, 2022. <laughs> so it might not be the greatest show of the 90s next year. He might be. Oh, is this from. Oh, why do I talk before thinking about what I'm about to say? Is the magazine. Is it Quick Magazine? No. TV Quick Magazine. That's it. Is this an award from TV Quick Magazine? Uh, it was worth saying, wasn't it? 
No, but wait, no. watch, man. We, we can edit all this out. It doesn't need to stay in. My little breakdown that made no sense. Chatterbox. <laughs> are you recording oh, your quick time, room. are you? Yeah, Queen. Mm. Come on. Come on. Come on, Joe. Come on. Come on, Joe. Come on. Let's do this. Come on. Sorry. I think they've got it down to a T more than we will. Come on, Rosie. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought the worst show of the 90s is uh, Euro Trash. And I'm standing by. <laughs> So you're, you're, is that your award, the Queen's Nose Award for worst show of the nineties? Why are you suggesting that the Queen's Nose is worse than? It was terrible, absolutely terrible. Like Queen's Nose was awful because nothing really happened, and I was more annoyed that I used to love it. And watching it back was just like, oh, I spent my time doing this. Imagine if you died, right? If you died, and then you got back to what you got to watch your life back, and it was that dull. Well, That's how it felt. You grew up and got given a 50p and you asked for a rabbit. I mean, that's very much like my life now. Like, there's a bit of excitement when you find a 50p with a special icon on. I think we only watched series one, episode one. If we'd moved yeah. on a little bit longer, we probably would have liked it a bit more because they're family. Well, once you get... Now, wait to the episode when she gets a £2 coin. Woo! <laughs> the powers she has behind that. Oh, no, but I can see... They're going to bring it back and call it the King's Nose, aren't they? The King's Nose. It's all done on banking apps now, isn't it? The Halifax. <laughs> just just rubbing a banking app to try and get in. Go and see Howard. Go and say, Howard, come on. Can, I, no, can you give me uh, some magic powers, please? I'd, I'd watch that. The Halifax. A show based on Howard from the Halifax giving people magical powers. Not set in Halifax. Not last time no. going Halifax. No, it would be set in Durham. Why Durham? I don't know. I like the name. I've asked you on the spot, and that's the first. Uh, that, that, that's how this expert. works. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a magician, just constantly showing everyone how it works behind the curtain, Chris. I'm Stuart Lee. That's what I do. I'm the wizard, Stuart Lee. You're not Stuart Lee. Stop saying I'm that. St- You'll get us into trouble. Trouble. Uh, trouble. Also, I, I kind of agree with you with Eurotrash because uh, there's the internet now. <laughs> there's another one on this list. Of, of my awards and I think that was worse and I'll have to get to that award before I can tell you what, what my reason was would you like my next award what's your next award it's the AMJ award for outstanding achievement aka yes. Barnes's funniest moment Miss Doubtfire in Le Paris
That was quite early. That was like episode two. Still my favourite moment of coming up with a sequel to Mrs. Doubtfire of where she went to be a nanny in Paris. It's a better bit better than coming up with a musical. Well, (laughs) is there anyone else you're going to take a shot at this morning and have a little bobber? Because I don't know if you realise this, we're on the outside looking in. We want to be in there. Don't ever go out to musicals. I, 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 for one, love Mrs. Doubtfire the musical. You've not seen Mrs. Doubtfire the musical. I, I just know it's going to be great. No, it's not. No. Stop it. Stop it. If Robin was still about, he'd, he'd be in it. He'd, he'd do it himself. I don't, I don't think he would. If if Robin Williams was still about, there wouldn't be a Mrs. Doubtfire the musical. Yes, he would. He, he'd be in it. And uh, it'd be like a Mrs. Doubtfire 2. You reckon if Robin Williams was still with us, God rest his soul, yeah. One of the projects he would be working on, Robin Williams, Robin Williams would be a West End stint in a Mrs. Doubtfire musical. Yes, that's that's what I think would happen. Yeah, good. Oh, I'm glad you've cleared that up. That that would have been confusing. It won't. If it would have had, I don't know, it, it's a weird one. I reckon we're months away by having a celebrity playing Mrs. Doubtfire in it. What celebrity do you think is going to put on that tights? I think, just for a change, they get Brenton O'Carroll just to be Mrs. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Just Mrs. Brown as Mrs. No, Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah. Brenda Carroll is is playing the the male character, but when he becomes Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire, he's just Mrs. Brown. <laughs> Why hasn't that happened? That'd be genius. Also, shout out to Mrs. Brown's boys. That first Christmas special of this year. What a load of shite that was! Like, what? you can have your daughter be going out with a vampire. It didn't make any sense at all. I'm going like, what's he been smoking? They never never told you what happened to the Christmas tree because apparently when the vampire is... And also the guy that was playing the vampire has been in Alan Partridge and Only Falls and Horses. I thought, what are you doing, mate? What are you, what are you doing? And Stella Street. And Stella Street. I can't remember his name. Caulfield, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it was just really, really... It felt like there was no kind of structure to it. I'm working on this podcast. I can see through that quite easily. There was one funny bit about her getting some wallpaper. And she said to Winnie, how, I asked you how much wallpaper you needed for your house. And you said seven. And I, but I had two left over. And Winnie said, so did I. Yeah. Which isn't the funny bit. Is the fact that I sold it to Joseph. And Joseph said, well, I had two when I, when I did my wallpaper. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not the point of the joke. <laughs> It's not, yeah, we've, we've all had this problem, but they're, they're finally dealing with those hard-reaching problems. That's not the oh. joke, is it? If you ask someone how many you use, you'd say four, wouldn't you? Because then that, they wouldn't have two left over. Well, this but... is it. Also, that's a Mike Reed joke. Yes, I know. The minute it was on telly, everyone in the room went, yeah, I've heard that joke before. <laughs> Who's the bathroom friend of the show? But it's not it's not even like a Mike Reed joke. It's one of them jokes that you used to be able to get out of the stage newspaper when they send you a book with the latest jokes you can use. Like almost royalty free jokes, which I think's a bit of a cop out when you're on the BBC. 
Can we go back to that? Can we go back to just comedians having a pull of jokes and going around all the clubs? No. Everyone's jokes? <laughs> no. Yes, come on. You you want that world, do you? What there, just to sit there? Oh, me jokes are here for the week. And look look down and, and read their jokes. Bernard Manning used to get some of his jokes off Little and Large. Well, <laughs> neither of them are around to discuss that anymore. He did. He's, he's went, oh, those ones you gave me the other week wasn't very good. It's like, you're getting jokes from Little and Large. It's a weird thing with the joke writing, because like people do write for people, but it's more kind of together now, isn't it? Like, comedians will write more stuff together than like someone will actually write the entirety of their set for them. Bless you. For the listener, Chris has just done a big sneeze or is playing a very small trumpet. You can have <laughs> you were playing guess. You were playing Siraj trying to work out what I was doing. Oh, it was great. Can, can I write you five jokes every every week that I send you and, yes. and then you just have to use them, no I matter how bad that. they are? Can I also come up on stage and say these are from Adam? No. Them's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be silent in this. So people come up to me and go, oh, you're sets like on the same standard it normally is but those ones in the middle when you read them off a bit of paper i love them i love those ones yeah also i'm not going to write it myself i'm going to steal them off of racks and not tell you no so i'm that, not doing that you, so you're in a club somewhere and you do your five new jokes with your killer and then all of a sudden another act gets up going what you do do it by material mandrel anyone seen a mandrel before <laughs> really obvious stuff you're going out out so what they're doing now, they're putting garlic on bread. <laughs> Just the idea of you went up the creek. I went, I went to this shop the other day and I, I bought this parrot and I said, oh, you know it's dead, don't you? It's not pining for the fjords. I don't even know where the fjords are. Anyway. <laughs> the, the, the thing is as well, like, you'd probably win an award or something going like that guy. I see what he's doing there. He's bringing back classic comedy. Hacky uh, as hack. <laughs> hacky as hack comedy. Whee! Oh, where were we? I can't remember. But my favourite rant is you ranting about a biker grove. <laughs> I watched oh. the whole of um, Euro Trash. I didn't even get halfway through Biker Grove. I don't think if I told you that or not. You didn't get through the whole of it? No. It's just crap. It, it just... Nothing happens at Biker Grove. And I... This is another thing that annoys me. I remember sat there with my dinosaurs, my smiley faces, and my sunny D, thinking, oh, great, Biker Grove's on. And I'd watch it, and I'd think that was brilliant. I'd dream about Biker Grove and Grange Hill. I'd go to bed... And think, oh, I wonder what could happen tomorrow. And then I'd run home and watch it again. And now I look back and think, I wasted my life at Biker Grove. I like the fact that I said it caused a rant and now you've just done it again. It just, hurts so it much. Was, I wanted to slap the younger version of myself in the face. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Come on. Maybe revise. Maybe study. Waste your time on something worthwhile. It, it was a terrible rant. But then again, it really... Uh, it really irked me. My next award is show that most 
a show that deserves a reboot, a gritty reboot at that. I want to see a reboot of Spats. a gritty reboot of the sitcom Spats based in a burger bar for many reasons one I love burgers and two what's better than burger bars yes but it's a gritty version of it what do you mean like it's just filmed in grainy footage just really grainy footage so you're watching it and you can barely see it you know that them kind of shows that you're sat in the dark going oh I'm going to have to put a light on that's what I want I want a gritty remake of Spats he's gone listeners he's disappeared where has he gone Chris? I want to put the light on. Oh, you put the light on. <laughs> no, but that, can't you just see it working? Like, first they buy the burger, but, and it, with gourmet burgers now, and everything like that, it'd be perfect. Yeah, but the gritty version, is, what, it's still going to be a kid's show, is it? But it's going to be more gritty. And... No, no, it's going to be aimed at adults. It's going to have an extra Z at the end, for spats. Yeah, I think it should be exactly the same script from before, but just with more swearing in. More swear, but uh, I'll give you a fucking burger. Well, I'm thinking more like when the snake was in the restaurant, it would be more like snakes in the plane. Yeah, like a lot more snakes. What I want to do is I want to tell you everything from the original and do it like up to 11. So where <laughs> there was one snake, then now we six. Uh, where they work in the burger bar, grilling burgers, they probably do nuggets. I think this could be the greatest show ever. Yes. <laughs> No, it won't be the greatest show. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, what would you reboot if you could reboot any 90s show? Uh, reboot. reboot a reboot and what would you do have it hand drawn no i'd have it done with proper animation and not like it's not being rendered look at me knowing about animation it, it does look terrible reboot it didn't back oh. then because it was the only 3d thing it wasn't the I first that was crash test from what why do you have a rejection letter from Ardman? Like, i've got a rejection letter from Ardman because i tried to apply for a job then hold on oh whoa, 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 whoa back you know you know when i talked about going on the apprentice this also <laughs> Also, they're showing like uh, the next series on a hot, lovely island. So I wish I put more effort in. Why do I have a rejection letter from Ar- Ardman? I mean, he's let it go. He's got it in a box next to his bed, people. Yeah, what job yeah, could you possibly apply for? Well, that, that's from the BBC. What? what, what old, old, old back, old back. There we go. Look. Old back, old back, old back. Right, one, why do you have a, let- a box of letter, uh, letters of rejection next to your bed? It's called to- my hate drawer. We, your hate draw, we're going to circle back to the BBC one because that ain't going nowhere yet. But first, tell me about the Ardman. Supplied, and they said no, no thank you. Yeah, but what did you apply for? I sent, I sent him a, like a Papier Mosho model. <laughs> you, you, you sent Ardman a paper mache model to get a job at Ard- Ardman? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, I sold a chicken. I, I, I actually did a chicken. I did a chicken from Chicken Run and sent it in. It was quite yeah, good. Made, they've already made that, though. I know they've already made that. <laughs> they don't need to make it again. This is a very visual joke. Do you want to see a very poorly made grommet? I want to see. Well, if the chicken from Chicken Run did it, is this a grommet that you've made? That. <laughs> <laughs> 
your cat. <laughs> oh, can I just see again? It's on a plinth as well. <laughs> All of a sudden, I understand why Ardman said no. It's look better than that. It, well, did it, did it. Oh, fuck knows what that chicken looked like. Mate, I just... <laughs> Just picture him sat there one day and someone just sent us a paper mache chicken and said, can I have a job? Can I just say, I didn't send the chicken in the post. I took a picture of it. <laughs> Eat it. Like... <laughs> the equivalent of applied to be a football manager and writing in the email, I've got no experience, but I'm really good at championship manager. And also, the, the BBC one was for... News Jack, which I've oh, sent two yeah. jokes in, and I, I've got full. Oh, that's not bad, man. It's not because they re they rewrote it. And I don't like it. What's the joke? Can you can you can you share it with the listener? Because I still use it in my set. Because I think I can still use it because they rewrote it because it's not the same joke. Um, yeah. Well, if we've learned anything, it, it's fine because uh, you want to live in a world where you get your weekly jokes. A man entered the world's strongest man and found him to be the most sensitive of lovers. <laughs> that's what they changed it to. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. It's Apologised afterwards. That's what you have to say. He apologised oh, afterwards. It, that's a better joke. That's one of my favourite jokes of you. Yeah, I thought you made it worse, but I got money for it. <laughs> d- d- deliver it now, Trev. Go on. G- give the listeners what they want. Okay, uh, I entered the world's strongest man, but I apologised afterwards. I didn't use the. I didn't put a gap in the middle. I like it. See, this is it, man. We've learned a lot today. We've learned that, and also going back to our. You understand they do plasticine animation. So, like, your paper mache models would have been no good because they can't move. Oh, sorry, did I say paper mache? I did, I did mean plastic. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> this is a flaw in your plan. I said oh. the paper mache head. How old were you when you did this? Oh, I don't want to say. <laughs> it's a lot older than we want to know, isn't it? What's, what's wrong with that? What's... Nothing's uh, wrong with having a dream, Chris. Nothing's wrong with having a dream. But I just like the idea of you sat there one day watching Chicken Run and going, oh, I could do that. Or, or Rex the Run. Oh, we could do Rex the Run. I'm not. He's angry kid. Or we could do all the Ardman. All the fantastic Ardman stuff that's out there. But like, uh, there's a comedian called Darren Walsh. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know Darren. And there's also the person who invented Angry Kid, which is also called Darren Walsh. So if you go on to um, uh, Wikipedia, it comes up with Darren Walsh's face, the comedians, on the Angry Kid of creating of it. That's beautiful. I love stuff like that. So I tried to order a ticket for his Edinburgh show, and I was like, oh, have a look. He didn't tell me he did this, and he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't, know." And he even said it in his <laughs> show that I went to see. He went, no, it's not me. It's, it's someone else. It's not me who invented Angry Kid. Oh, what great show Angry Kid was. But we're not here to talk about Angry Kid. Uh, have you got another, another award to announce? Yes. My favourite episode Please. of the podcast is Edinburgh, episode one, where you... Had to leave halfway through. We're <laughs> just giggling all the way down the road. Oh, mate! I just honestly, I think I remember that day so clearly. Is I was so tired, had done three shows that day, and did not have a clue what was going on, and couldn't find anywhere to record. And everywhere I tried to record, something happened. I think at one point I went downstairs to recording part of the breakfast route where people were working and halfway through someone had a full-on job interview and it wasn't and it wasn't like any job interview i'd ever heard it was like people think that folded beds is easy and the woman went 
It, yeah, it's not. It's a way of life. Say that the first time. It's a way Which of life. Is, it stuck with me. I think because I was trying to keep it together on the show as well, as much as I could. And then remember getting kicked out of a dog walking park for not having a dog. I thought because he, did, he didn't have a license. Well, oh, a dog license. I can't remember the full, <laughs> the full episode. But yeah, man, it was absolutely insane. Just and, imagine uh, a man stood at the side of the park going, where's your dog? I ain't got a dog. Here, here, here you go. Here, have this one. Have this one. It's in his water for a minute. Do I, no, no. It's like, do I give it back? No, no, no. It's yours now. What? Well, I wasn't doing any harm. I just sat in the... The problem is with Edinburgh as well is it's very noisy. Even the quiet parts are noisy and it's very loud. And I just yes. wanted quiet time to record my podcast and then I wanted some actual quiet time and get in it. Yeah, you would think I love all these comedians being in Edinburgh that uh, there would be like a studio for podcasting. Well, the, the, there is, but you got a book in. I still think you should have done it in the hub. I should have done it in the hub, but there was more important podcasts recorded in that hub. I, I think you should have gone into the hub and just sat in the toilet in the hub. And just, just sat in the toilet in the hub. <laughs> that, that's... <laughs> Just sat in out the bulk. Yeah, but they you wouldn't know right that they, they think you're having just have a long conversation on the phone. Oh, mate. <laughs> you could have just done it in the shopping centre toilet. I could have done it in the Lego store. Well, this year I might be there as well, so we might have the problem. Just the fact that I might not have my laptop. Well, this is this is the thing. We might actually be in the same room. <gasps> no, we can't do that. <laughs> I, I've just read this letter. <laughs> I applied for the CGI department. I think I showed them. A, I sent them a show reel, so everybody hopes that actually is wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know why I find it so funny. There's been a few moments. I think this Trump's going applying for the apprentice and getting through to the fifth round. But I want to. I want to be a famous comedian and do one of their um, voiceovers and go. Oh, you remember when you sent me this rejection letter? <laughs> I mean, Wallace and Gromit, The Haunted Biscuit Tin. That's my kid's book, The Haunted Biscuit Tin, about learning how not to fear things that are very much part of everyday life. You've done a Doctor Who. You've made something that is nice, is a biscuit tin with the biscuits in, and then you've made it into some kind of horror film where you don't want yeah, to be but it, in it. it. It turned into a friend at the end. Oh, OK. Oh, that's right, then, if it becomes a friend. And also, like... In one page, they're open it and it'd be a sewing kit. <laughs> no, no, you've changed that now. That, that's the Quality Streets tin. Did, did you get through much chocolate this uh, festive season? I, I did. I ended up mixing them up <laughs> with um, heroes. Oh, I don't know why we turned into KMFM all of a sudden then as well. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, hear from the listeners what chocolate you've been eating. Here's Carol. She's been enjoying a caramel barrel. Oh, Carol with the caramel barrel. Here uh, is Hanson and Bob. <laughs> Uh, you do know that I will play it. I'll yeah, definitely play I, I, it. I do know. I do. And, and the thing is, I'm mocking that. That was clearly me, and that weren't putting on an accent. That's something I did. I still might be doing. Have you got another award? Well, I've been very busy, and I've been busy working on this, working on my new show, Adder, which uh, <laughs> there's no point advertising tickets. Yeah, there is, actually. If you're not doing anything, and uh, this release is on a Monday, doesn't it, Chris? This release is on a Monday. Yes. I've got all that. Stop winking. Uh, come and see me at the Actors in Brighton on Thursday for a preview of our brand new show, Adder. 
a show about a boy trying to grow up, but not wanting to grow up and realising things are pretty good anyway. What's your award? What's my award? It's my award for excellence. Oh, and uh, I've not given it to a TV show or a person. I've given it to something at the ninth. What's that? That deserves an award for excellence. And, you are really uh, stringing this out, aren't you? <laughs> the, the award for excellence is for uh, Tazos and Pogs. Tazos and Pogs? Tazos and Pogs. Oh, cha- Tazos. Tazos. I don't know what Tazos are. Are they knock-off market Tazos? Yeah, they're... Um... Oh, Bob, I wanted Tazos, not Chazos. Chaz and Dave <laughs> decided to bring out their own Pogs range. Chazos! Bridges <laughs> and Chaz and Dave on Pogs. Oh, they're all rabbits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am. Uh... So, yeah, now a lot of listeners think this is a cop out. They should have awarded the show the award for excellence. A lot of uh, hosts on this show looking at me thinking this is a cop out. But let me let me tell you about Tadros and Pogs. Pogs were the greatest thing in the 90s, hands down. Right? I don't, we don't need to debate it. And they were cardboard discs and a plastic slab. That's all it was with pictures on. And they made millions. And you know what? Tazos were plastic discs in packets of Walker's Crisp. Four people choked on them because they had the Tazos, which I think is amazing. And, oh, a Daffy Duck flavour. I'll be honest, I wrote the Tazo Award for Excellence. I was going to uh, give it to someone else, but then don't know what I wrote for the Excellence. Well, I've got two more awards, but one of them is... Uh, I, I've just written a title and I don't know what the award actually is. The next one is favourite quote from the podcast, and both Ooh. of them are from you, which... The first one is knees deep is Titchmarsh knees deep. <laughs> knees deep is Titchmarsh. Uh, get that on a t-shirt. And the second one was you didn't invent Louis Spence, did you, Penny Crayon? That was you as well. <laughs> can we get them on t-shirts? We can. Oh, merchandise. Merchandise. I think that would sell. Knees deep, Titchmarsh. Knees deep. And my final board is the super coach of excellence. Sorry, the Super Coupe of Excellence, and I have no idea what award that would be for. Just give it to oh, Danny Baker. Yeah, give, give it to Danny Baker. He, he will really enjoy that award when it's handed to him. Oh, I, I might message him. I like the fact that you, you just can't, I might just message him. Oh, get him on the WhatsApp. But, All right, Danny, yeah, we've got an award to give for you. Where <laughs> we want to meet you? I've got a loose connection with him or someone. I don't really want to go to him on the tour show. Here is the Super Coupe of Excellence. Of something that's 30 years old. He's probably forgotten that. I think you should buy a big super coupe and take it with you. And just spray <laughs> it gold. Yeah, and let's have it outside the, the stage door. Do you know what? There there's go, nothing worse than that, of him looking down and there's me with a golden super coupe just in the audience. And going, what's that? Going, oh, it's a super coupe of excellence. And then him not getting the reference <laughs> of the super coupe of excellence. Like, that's the annoying... I, like, I, I couldn't bear that. I think his live show, he talks about pets and prizes. He has to. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to go and see him now. Danny Baker. Tickets. It's a busy day. How much tickets for Herm Bay? For Danny Baker? About 27 quid. That is not gonna... enough. That is not enough. You, it's it, more it's not that. bad, is it? It's, but it, it's, it's weird. It's weird because sometimes you look at the venue and think, oh, that's... Uh, you could have anyone in there, but because where it is, like the lead clip all, even if you saw you two in there, 50 quid's a bit steep. Do you know what I mean? 
They really need to do up the Leeds Gift Hall. It's yeah. more, the sound is awful. You have to sort of when I've been there a couple of times, you have to sit in there and get used to it. I don't know what I did went like that for. <laughs> I don't know. You got to wait for the band to turn up as well. Was that part of your problem? What? Sorry, I made a joke that worked funny for this hour. Who did you go and see at Leeds Cliff Hall? Uh, Jimmy Carr. It took a while, to, but I could. You could sort of. You had to hear. You had to listen really carefully <laughs> what he was saying. I was like, oh, right here. And uh, Kevin Bloody Wilson. His daughter came on at the beginning, and I was like, "You are." <laughs> That's pretty bad. But also, like the Winter Gardens in Margate, God rest its soul. When I did the Winter Gardens, I was so pumped. And looking at everything backstage, got all these artists who have walked out on this stage. And then went on that, and like my first bit just had reverb for 10 minutes solid. And it wasn't just reverb, it was almost like my voice echoing and coming back to me. I think it's the worst sound I've ever had on stage in my life. In a really a tricky check. corporate gig. I did it for a final sound check, but it was a tricky gig as well because everyone was six metres away from the stage. And they opened the buffet the minute I started. So it was just... And then, like, obviously, they were good here. It sounded like whale noise. When was this? This was about four or five years ago. Yeah, it must have been, because I bought our first bed with it. That's when... That's 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 a graph, isn't it? What did you do? I bought our first bed with that gig at the Winter Gardens. <laughs> Your new tour. Well, what a... Oh, Adam wants a mattress. Had a bunch of mattress. I bought the mattresses. That was really well paid. I'm talking bed, bed, right? I'm talking mattress. I think we managed to get a duvet out of it as well. So we run out of awards. Haven't we? <laughs> we run out of awards of discussing stuff we bought from gig money. Tonight, I might get the bus fare up. Who knows? <laughs> Have you got anything to sell, Chris? Uh, our gig on Tuesday, and hopefully it's still going if there's no more train strikes. They shouldn't be because there's train strikes this week of recording, and it, mm, there won't be any the week after, and that is the plan. And you can't announce them without having two weeks' notice. What do you get this else? show out of 2,000? Uh, it's, 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 it's too big a number. <laughs> it's not too big a number. We'll start next week. I think it's going to be the perfect now. I think everyone's going to be doing it. What, I could give it 500, couldn't I? And that would still be in the middle of the leaderboard. Yeah, but that's the equivalent of quarter, though, isn't it? That's 25%. Just make it 20. No. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. It's out of 2,000. I think it's going to work perfectly. Right, if it doesn't work, we won't do it again. We'll All do right. it out of 20. Right, so. Right. So let's. Lock. It in. I don't know why we've just done that for because we haven't locked anything in. We've no, no, forty-three. Oh well, is, we just agreed to a bit at two thousand, and we've just locked it in. Okay, why are you not explaining to the listener what you've just said? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like dead air. <laughs> I don't like dead air. What we've just done there is an audio commentary on an audio commentary. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, Adam. Have you got to leave? Has Santa got to come in? He's uh, no, he ain't coming back. <laughs> you about to say he's dead? You about to say? <laughs> well, uh, Santa. Not a lot of people know this. Dies annually uh, for ten months, and then is resurrected by Satan in shall we say October? Yeah, say October. Yeah, so he's not here sadly because he's asleep or dead. No. 
No, the podcast went out with with an alternative ending because your ending was that Santa just fell asleep after being too tired to sing his song. Yeah, but then I played the biscuit situation song, Analog Girl. Yeah, which Santa, you don't do it as Santa, so it didn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> just you singing a song. But what a song! What an absolute banger of a hit! You should have written a song. That was the whole. Po- that- you had like twenty five days to write. We, we, yeah, you had two I months think, to write a song. Is this just turning things I should have done? Yeah, I should have. Yeah, but when you I should have written a song. Song written for next year. <laughs> but you're fully aware that we're only only doing one episode for Christmas. We're not doing twenty five. <laughs> Lovely. So, bye bye everybody. We'll see you next week for a proper episode. Bye bye everybody. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.